Good evening. Happy, happy Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the sound of my voice. This is Rachel and we are in pleasantness. How is your Friday so far? Today it is Friday, June 2nd. A month of debauchery. That's what I call. Um, sorry guys for inconsistence. I'm going to keep apologizing all the time. But I didn't want to miss today. It's already like 10 p.m. Almost 11. So it's almost Saturday. But I didn't want to miss this. Um, we're going to have a quick devotional just so I meet my obligations um, but to start with today's Devo I wanna go on Twitter I stumble upon a one tweet from Town Hall this was um, a press conference press whatever they do every day KJP White House press secretary stick questions from um, reporters and today one of the questions that she was asked was what's the next top legislative priority and she answered this is Biden press secretary the Equality Act Equality Act is what the next top legislative priority for the Biden administration um, when you think about the thing they call equality you have to ramp up everything all kind of sins in there um, I don't even know if any of us truly understand fully but this administration is the most pro-LGBTQ pro-sin pro-America downfall than any other administration ever in the history of the United States and probably the world um, so there we are their next priority administrative uh, legis legislative priority is um, Equality Act Equality Act so we'll see how that goes um, as for now this month of June all American embassies around the world have been ordered to fly gay pride flag alongside the US flag um, that's 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 what this this uh, whole administra administration is about um, 
and then we have this month of June where they call it a month of a pride month or something like that um, a lot of crazy stuff we're gonna be seeing and hearing and forced down our throat um, we just don't have to lose focus um, we, we need to focus we need to focus we need to keep our eyes on target on money keep our eyes on our Lord Jesus Christ and in fact that's the duty of man that's why we are here last night I was uh, going through a book of Ecclesiastes oh my goodness I feel a little pain okay Ecclesiastes chapter 12 um, just one verse actually two verses 13 and 14 this is a conclusion of the entire book of Ecclesiastics Ecclesiastes um, the writer the author of the book King Solomon who was the wisest king ever exists in Judah in Jerusalem there was no one wiser before him and there was no other king wiser like him except our Lord Jesus Christ and that was a promise that God gave him when he was a young man his father is about actually his father already died his father David and he became king and in his dream he had a dream uh, or some kind of a vision where God appeared to him and asked him whatever he wish whatever Solomon wished and you know what he told God he said give me wisdom he asked God for wisdom so that he may be able to judge lightly God's people because he said I'm just a child and I don't know even how to you know to rule over your people uh, so just give me the heart of wisdom so I can be able to judge them uh, right way the right way um, and God was very pleased with that answer and he told Solomon because you have asked for wisdom so that you can rule my people rightly you didn't ask for riches you did not ask for uh, long life you did not even ask for the life of your enemies he said, not only I'm going to give you wisdom, I will also give you riches and I'm going to give honor. And if you keep your heart right with me, you do everything according to my ways, 
I'm paraphrasing. Um, I will also give you a long life. Um, and Solomon woke from that dream and realized, oh, he was in a dream. Um, and truly, he became a very wise man. Uh, and he did right, um, at least in the beginning, with God, because his father, David, prepared him. Um, but Solomon came a point in time of his life after he had everything, like he built the temple of God, He's, he was a king, a very successful one, his kingdom was peaceful, there was no conflicts, God have given peace all around him. There was no enemies to harass the children of Israel. It was one of the beautiful time to live in Israel after years of wars and, and all kind of things that were happening for them since they came from Egypt. Uh, it was a beautiful time in Israel during the leadership of Solomon. and. So he was a very wise man. We are told he wrote over 3,000 proverbs. He, and he knew the names of many things like trees and herbs and vegetation, all kind of things. Um, and people and kings came from all over the world to seek his, his wisdom. Um, but we know why he was that wise because God's spirit was inside of him, the Holy Spirit. Because back then, the Holy Spirit used to come and go and and come for a specific work and leave. Uh, it was rare for him to stay with the person the way he stays with us. Uh, because the Lord Jesus is not revealed yet. And so Solomon, really, the Spirit of God was in him. And he became this wise person um, more than any other king, more than even his father. But like everybody else, like every other person, like all of us, when everything is right, when we are having good time, we tend to forget God and we tend to think maybe there is more than God. And thus Solomon started marrying women, bunch of them. He had 700 wives and then 300 concubines or mistresses. That's a lot for one man anyway. Um, and we're told that those women turned his heart away from God and they made him worship their gods it's it's amazing to me it's it's just mind-boggling that God appeared to him not once twice actually there was another time also he appeared to him and told him hey if you follow me with all your heart mind and soul I will establish you I will establish your family I will establish your kingdom forever um, but that was not the case for Solomon. So what happened is he went astray and 
his heart was completely turned away from God and he started worshiping all kind of gods and building altars in high places for his wives and their gods and he was also going to worship with them um or he went to worship with them um their idols and so we're told that during his time when of debauchery okay um he tried everything everything a man would crave for everything this world that a man or a woman would want to have solomon has tried not only he was a king of a nation not only he had 700 wives and 300 mistresses he had um he tried all kind of if solomon want mariah carey to come sing for him he would fly her from anywhere in the world if solomon want kobe beef from japan fresh cow killed the same day flew from thousands of miles away from jerusalem where he was solomon would get it uh, he tried everything all kind of drinks all kind of sex all kind of entertainment all kind of pleasure everything including business including import and export um, agriculture he tried everything building architecture You think Jeff Bezos is uh, a billionaire or have good time in life because he have access to everything he want? Solomon had Jeff Bezos would do anything to be like Solomon. And not only that, he was not only a king, not not just he tried everything, but also he was very rich, very famous. Um and he had everything accessible to him at his pleasure uh, and there's nothing he said himself there's nothing that his eyes wanted he would deny it uh, everything everything Solomon wanted Solomon got it um, and then on top of all that he was wise he was wise man kings and leaders of nations would flock to him just to hear what he has to say people brought him gifts expensive gifts just to be at his presence even for few hours or for few minutes you think the president of United States is desirable to be nearby to work for him or, or something like that? You wish. Joe Biden wish he was Solomon. There was no one like Solomon. Um he tried everything and then so he wrote that book, the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, based on the observation that he had 
during the time his heart was far away from God and he starts that book with the word vanity vanity that's how he opened Ecclesiastes <laughs> chapter 1 verse 1 the words of the preacher the son of David king in Jerusalem vanity of vanities says the preacher vanity of vanities all is vanity um that is nkjv translation um i know other translations say futile they use yeah hcbsb that's holman he said, he said, the words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem, absolutely futility, says the teacher. Absolutely futility. Everything is futile. Everything is futile. That's how he started. And then he went on to tell us what those things that are futile. And you can read from chapter 1 all the way to chapter 12. Is just groaning and rumbling and and just <laughs> he's tired of being tired okay uh, and so he came to the end of the book after complaining about everything uh, Solomon came to his senses and I believe he this happened when he truly remembered the days that his heart was right with God when before his heart was turned away from God and realized oh Lord I was with you absolutely and you gave me everything and you are everything because I thought there's something more besides you because I thought there's something more in the world than just you in your eyes there is nothing out there besides the God of his fathers the God of Abraham the God of Jacob or Israel the God of Isaac, the, Je the God of Israel, um, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He realized there is nothing on earth could satisfy him, no matter how much money he has, no matter how much power he has, no matter how much fame he had, no matter how much wisdom he had, no matter how much knowledge he had Solomon no matter how much drinks and food and women and entertainment he was afforded to have there was nothing on earth would satisfy a man and so this whole book of Ecclesiastics is just lumbling about that and really is to teach us all of us 
what because it's in the nature it's, it's in our nature to want anything or everything but God we are looking for joy for for pleasure we are looking for meaning in creation than from the creator of everything um, and the story of Solomon even though most of us will never be kings and most of us will never have amount the wealth that Solomon had most of us will not amount to the fame that Solomon had um, we still have the same weakness the same issue of sin that we are gravitating towards shine objects we are gravitating towards things that we can detect with our senses we are prone to push God away from us and uh, invite his creation stuff towards us thinking that's where we're gonna find meaning the meaning and purpose is not found in things is not found in governments is not found in careers is not found in success or business or family or or, or, or fame or, or anything apart from God God is our meaning God is our purpose God is our inheritance God is our life God is everything and Solomon learned it a hard way that's why he wrote the entire book and it is recorded in the scripture for you and I to go and open it and read and really see ourselves who we really are we we are that person we are that person that Solomon at that state apart from God all of us ask any it, this is a month of June. People are celebrating uh, Pride Month. Why do you think they are celebrating Pride Month? Because they think they found the meaning of their lives. These are people who think they're, who probably they're, they're born natural men, think they're women, or, or people who are born natural women, they, they think they have qualities of men, they're tomboys, so they're men, and they're attracted to the same sex and mutilating their bodies and and all those kind of things and they say you know we don't need god we we are gods in our own you know we don't need we are able to do things ourselves um all sins derived every sin derived from the disconnect between a man and God that's it when a man is disconnected from God right there where that's where the journey that that man will take from there on is the journey of downward spiral the journey of sin 
but when you connect with God, the trajectory is completely changed. And now the life is looking upward. You are going upward. Your, your head is no longer bent down. Your neck is lifted up. Your shoulder, you are standing tall. And you are walking from one level of glory to the next and it took Solomon, Solomon, it took Solomon um, to try for himself what it's like to live apart from God. And he realized, he realized um, there is nothing on earth for him. Nothing. Zero. Nada. He doesn't have God. He doesn't have he have nothing. He doesn't have anything. He's empty. As empty as people we're going to be seeing this month of June doing all kind of crazy stuff. And so, in light of all that, let's conclude. Where did someone, how did someone come back to his senses? Um, verse 13 and and um and 14 actually let's start to this verse 12 uh ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 12 to 14 this is what Solomon said but beyond these my son be warned there is no end to the making of many books and much study wearies the body when all has been heard, the conclusion of the matter is fear God and keep his commands because this is for all humanity. For God will bring every act to judgment, including every hidden thing whether good or evil that was Holman let's let's look into NKJV uh, New King James uh, verse 12 and father my son be admonished by these of making of many books there is no end and much study is wearisome to the flesh let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. So, Solomon was actually, he wrote that book to warn his son. This was his message to his very own son um, and we are all benefiting he said look why we exist we exist for God we live for God God created us for himself and that is our duty to fear him and to follow his commandments um, 
nothing else. And if you read other translations, for example, the Legacy Standard Bible say, because this is the end of the matter for all mankind. Because this is the end of the matter of all mankind. What end of matter? To fear God and for his commandment. NLT say, for this is everyone's duty to fear God and for his commandment. Amplifier say, for this applies to every person. So even if you see people who reject God, people who reject Christ, people who are celebrating Pride Month, it doesn't matter whether they acknowledge God or not. It, their duty, everyone's duty, is to fear God, every human, and follow his commands. Ampli uh, amplify classic, define the word fear as to revere, to worship God, to know that he is, to know that he is. And continue to say, for this is the whole of man. Webster's translation tell us that for this is the whole duty of man. And JPS translations say that for this is the whole man. To fear God and to follow his commandment to keep his commandments is the whole man we exist for that we exist to worship god we exist to fear him we exist our purpose is to bring glory to him uh, and that's that's why we're here there's no any other reason. And that is the message. Stop wasting your time. Stop wasting your time. God have not given us a lot of things to do. He knows our frailty. He knows we are but dust. The very simple thing that he gave us to do, which is to fear him and for his commands, it's, even that is very hard for us. That's how deep, because the sin of man runs deep. The other day it just came to my mind that the first time sin came into the world it was started with Satan actually, of course, in, in heaven when he rebelled against God. But if Satan stayed with his sin, it wouldn't affect mankind. Instead, when he went and approached Adam and Eve and deceived them to disobey God, that's when sin, sin fell into mankind and we all inherited that sin from Adam. All of us were born from through him. We are, so we have his DNA. That's why this little baby, this little infant that just born it two seconds ago, making noise is cute right oh she's cute but it is cute but she's it is already born with sin 
uh, that's the sad part um, about this whole thing. So sin runs so deep, as deep as 3,000 years. <laughs> that's how deep sin is. And there's no way, no way in hell or on earth, a man will be able to cure that deep sin. You and I existed for the last whatever years you are. But sin is it's as old as the beginning of the world. Um, it has to take the supernatural. In fact, it has to take God himself to clean that sin for us because we cannot clean it. That's why sometimes when I see John Kerry, for example, running around around the world, preaching about climate i'm like you you just existed for the last i don't know how old is he he's 60 something years old maybe 70 approaching 70 or he's already 70 plus you just existed less than 80 years bro and you think you can cure the problem of planet today when this planet existed thousands and thousands and thousands of years are you kidding me? But that's it. This is always vanity. That's what someone would tell you. It's, it's a waste. God have put a man, occupied them with all kind of stuff. So just they just forget their problems. Okay, there is hell and judgment coming. And this this few years that we exist here on earth, it's nothing comparing to eternity. To come where a person will either spend life in heaven with God or in hell without God. Um, and the choice for our destiny is decided here on earth why we still exist. Because the moment you exit this earth, there is no second chance or third chance. And that's why Solomon is warning us here. He warned his son. He's warning us. He said, look, everything you will try to do on earth, build the internet, start social media, become president, run for political office, do whatever the causes to defeat um, CRT in schools or transgender or to pass registration to to fix America's problem to make America great again all those things are vanity vanity of vanities and he said that your only duty your whole being is built up in two things just two things Fear God and keep his commandments. That's it. Now you're going to say, oh, so I should quit my job and then just fear God or, and, and keep his command. Oh, I, sh I should not stand for office. I should not be a politician. I should not be a business person. I should. I, I, how do I live? And all that. It does, it, he, he didn't say you should stop working he didn't say you should stop being whatever profession you are it doesn't matter you fear god where you are you fear god as a father you fear god as a worker you fear god as a business person you fear god as a, a politician 
you fear God as a mother, you fear God as 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 a child, you fear God wherever you are. It, it it's 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 your life. It's it's who you are. It's what you was made for. So it's not like it's a side job. It's not just like it's a side gig. It is engraved in you. Your entire life is about that, to fear God and to keep his commandments. That's it. So everything you do, everything you think, everything you say, everything, how you conduct yourself, how you treat others, how you live your life is built upon. That is the foundation. You feeling God and keeping his commandments. And if every human being did that, all these problems that we see on earth would never exist. They wouldn't. Because God knows the best. He knows. He knows what is good for us. And then he gave us that. Now, because a man is sinful cannot even keep one commandment of God we fall short of his glory he sent his son Jesus Christ who fulfilled this to fear God and to keep his commandments perfectly and Jesus say look I'm gonna take your place you take mine I lived perfectly. I fear God perfectly. I follow his commandment perfectly. Okay. We're going to exchange now. Give me your, your weakness, your sins, your imperfection. I'll give you my perfection. I'll give you and you're going to be right with God. God will see you as a person who fear him and follow his commandment. All the days of your life. And you will spend eternity with him me and him that's a sweet exchange why would anyone say no to that um you say i give you my sin and you give me your righteousness jesus say yes but people they treat jesus like it's just a name to slap at the end of their service or at the end of their prayer they treat jesus as if he's, he was just a good teacher a good you know prophet wherever some people call him that they don't believe he was actually god himself came down from heaven left his glory to do just that for us um anyone who is outside christ can never meet what solomon just told us told us on ecclesiastes uh, Solomon wish he lived the time that we are living I think because we now know the full picture even him with all his wisdom he did not have the full picture of God's plan everything God was doing but you and I are beneficiary of all these mistakes that people in the past did we can see clearly with our eyes and we can turn to God and be able to do just that, the very thing he just wrote for us to do, which is to fear God and to follow his commands. And we can do that through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, 
if you don't know the Lord Jesus, if you thought Jesus was just a good teacher, uh, just another prophet like every other prophet, you are sorely mistaken. Jesus was God. That's why he was able to take the sins of every person who will repent and turn from their wicked ways. Every person who come to the end of themselves and say, Jesus, I, like Solomon, I cannot do this life anymore. I just realize it is vanity. Please give me your life and take mine. Do something with it. Clean me. Make me live for you. And if you pray sincerely from your heart, God promise that those who come near to him, he will come near to them. He will do that. So that's my prayer for you. And as this month of debauchery going on, you have, as you see a lot of crazy things going on, just remember Ecclesiastes. Remember to pray for those people. And knowing that even them, Jesus died for them. And he's begging them to come to him. Because all they're doing is vanity. All vanities.